Maybe, maybe the next podcast is... You pick a show you like, and then I just tear it to pieces. I defend commercially successful shows, <laughs> and you try to tear it to pieces, and I and explain I, why it's palatable. And I, and I explain why we need more people screaming into, <laughs> into white noise for 30 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe. Welcome to uh, episode three of uh, of Twin Takes. Uh, my name is Kabir. I'm with I'm with Garrett, uh, my my David Lynch Sherpa. Hello, good people at home. <laughs> uh, good people, assuming that they haven't seen this episode, because if they had, they would be, I don't know, dark a husks. little less a little less good. Yeah, uh, manifested as ashen homeless people, three cells over. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 that's an important part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we um we've started we finished Firewalk with me, uh-huh. and now we've watched uh, laid out for me. It's it's it, we've started a season three, yeah, uh, which is called The Return, which is the twenty seventeen, yes. uh, I guess both reboot and sequel, just sequel maybe, uh, to the yeah. original series. You know, I always called it season three, but I guess that's not per people don't like that. I guess I guess it's the return. Um, okay. Don't call so it we're on the return. Yeah, we're on the return. Uh, and so we watched uh, episodes. I, I guess you would say it was a two-hour episode that had parts one and two. Yeah. So I think it's so it's part one and part two, but then they Showtime released them both the same night. Okay. Um, uh, and I think that's for the best. I mean, looking at these. So 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 you watched them separately and I watched them as one yeah yeah compilation and do you agree that watching them together was better? Well, you know, I think uh it's better if you're trying to get people to not delete their Showtime subscription, which is what Showtime was trying to do. <laughs> I think. But if you're trying to slowly digest the film, the show, I, I actually I think it's I think there's something to spacing them out. Um, no. So, all right. So, so tell me what happened at the beginning. So we start with, okay. Yeah. So we start in the black lodge, mm-hmm. which is the, um, the nightmare. It's kind of like a, like maybe like a dark purgatory is how I think of yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, McLaughlin is there mm-hmm. and they, they, they show a young McLaughlin. I don't know if they borrowed footage from the end of season two. I think that's the that might be the final shot from season two. Okay, and they basically say you're going to be here for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean and that's how the show cut, ended. Yeah, and then we cut to about 27 years later. So not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin sits there. A series of things happen to him. There's weird dialogue with. I, I think the first person to talk to him is. Um, is it the one-armed man or is it old? Uh, <laughs> old Laura Palmer. Oh, um, I think it is. I should be Laura Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. It's old Laura Palmer. And it, it is the same actress, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Cheryl Lee. He says, are you Laura Palmer? And she says, uh, I know about her or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, okay, but who are you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and she says, uh, I am Laura Palmer. She goes to, to kiss him. Hmm. And I, f- I physically recoiled from this from the screen. I moved back because I was like, "You're in hell. This woman is dead." No, no, no. And she's and she's speaking uh, weirdly. Yeah, yeah. With this weird affect that I think mm-hmm. is like, it's like every I think not every word, but every every syllable maybe is reversed. Yeah, I think that's how he does it. Yeah. So it's essentially the it's it's English. You can still understand it, but it sounds off, which is yes. pretty cool. He asks a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget exactly what it is. Uh, a a normal human clarifying question, like mm-hmm. I think I think dead? maybe like for the third time he says, "Are you Laura Palmer?" Yeah. And to respond, she pulls a uh, 
Nicolas Cage, John Travolta face off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where she puts her hand, her palm on her face. Yeah. And takes it off. Yeah. And her 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 head is a ball of light. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she replaces her face and then looks at him. She has the audacity to look at him like a, doesn't that answer your question? And he seems pretty satisfied. And again, McLaughlin must be I mean, David Lynch must be paying him by the line and trying to really <laughs> stiff him. Because he looks at her with a with a look that's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, she goes to kiss him and I was Mm. like, don't do it, man. No, don't be worried. Laura is pure good. Spoiler alert. Anything that happens with her, dive right in. Well, she kisses him Mm -hmm. and then she whispers in her, is here something. This is a little secret between the two of them. I'm not gonna lie. I'm getting chills right now. (laughs) And then she gets yanked. Yeah. Oh, horrible. And is screaming. Uh, Academy Award winning scream. You're not going to get a better scream than that no, anywhere I, I, else in film history. Again, we uh, they don't give out Academy Awards for they give you know what they give is 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 I think Teen Choice Awards for best scream, <laughs> along with like best kiss and you know best on screen chemistry. You really you really think the army of David Lynch fans would let Cheryl Lee get slimed? That would never. <laughs> that would never. That would never happen. Hey, we would I never mean, stand for that. Though it might uh, work, right? It, it could be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I haven't seen the rest of season three. I don't know what's going to happen. She could get slimed. <laughs> oh, anyway, so she gets yanked up and is screaming. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, she didn't... You, you said Laura Palmer isn't evil. Yeah. But I could see her like... We saw her just yell, scream in people's faces yeah, yeah. in the movie, in Firewalk With Me. Yeah, yeah. So I could I could see her like walking over with her little wry smile to <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin and then just like letting out a blood curdling scream in his face, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which she essentially did. I mean, she got yanked up against her will and disappeared, yeah, uh, to some other world. And then and then later we learn his mission, yes, is to go back to the real world mm-hmm. to uh, save. Laura Palmer? Find Laura Palmer, I think, okay. is, the, is the mission. Yeah. And then to find his doppelganger and yes. bring his doppel, doppel, excuse me, doppelganger back to the Black Lodge. Yeah. That's very ambiguous until the last quarter of this two-part episode. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the events. You can see why Showtime put them together. Because otherwise, the first part one is just is nothing but setup. Yeah. Like this yeah. actually has an arc. Like you're like, oh, okay. This feels like, you know, yeah. like a pilot. It feels like a long pilot it, episode. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a long pilot. Um, they definitely set up some different stories. They introduce some characters, mm-hmm. a couple different plot lines. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I can see it building towards a season. Mm. Um, I think that brings us to the cut to New York. Yeah. The guy mm. who works in uh, some sort of weird black site. I don't know. Watching the glass box. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it does build suspense. You're definitely curious about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what took it out for me. Took mm-hmm. me out of the suspense. Mm-hmm. He was the, the actor was was um, very precise in his movements. A great sense of purpose. Yeah, um, I liked it. It felt uh, like. Um, yeah, like he was he was up to something and he had his mission and he he was following orders of some kind and I was kind of uh-huh. curious about this procedure. Um and then the girl shows up. Yeah. And uh he goes down and their conversation is just so uh dumb that <laughs> it really took me out of it. Uh she's like I got you a coffee. Uh-huh. And he says, "Thanks, Tracy." "Thanks, Tracy." <laughs> And then uh, the security guard is staring at her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she, he's obviously working in some very like classified setting. He makes a joke about how top secret it is. Yeah. She openly stares at the code that he's putting in. Yeah, yeah. And the security guard doesn't do anything about it. And he's like, you're a bad girl. And she's like, oh. You're a bad girl, Tracy. Yeah, he's a weird, like you said, weird affectation. The student obviously thinks he's like some super spy, right? He's trying yeah. to be cool. She's obviously some sort of like 
it's like corporate espionage or something, right? Yeah, I assumed that she, but she was so uh, she's so forceful. She so desperately wants to get in the in the room. Yeah, she's trying to get in that room. She gave him a coffee, and he, she was like, "Maybe I can have the coffee with you." Mm-hmm. And he says, "No, no, that's okay. Or, uh, you can't, I can't let you in. Whatever." And then she says, "Well, take the other one." And he says, "No, that's that's okay. You can have it." And she says, "No, I got them for free." Where, where's she getting free coffee? She bought. She went to a store, and they gave her free coffee. <laughs> like, did someone yeah. just come to your place of employment? No, she you probably- three coffees. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking. Someone, someone went to the woman. It's, that's yeah, like uh, secondhand coffee. Someone came to her and gave her three coffees, and then she, she drank, drank one, one and gave two coffees. And she's like, oh, well, I know who's getting the the, the other two. Yeah, yeah. The uh, guy, the guy sitting in that that weird room in Manhattan. Yeah, and we can we can skip ahead, I think, to what happens to this guy. So mm-hmm. he's he eventually, you know, more stuff happens that we'll talk about. But the girl comes back. Yeah, the security guard is mysteriously missing. Uh, I kind of have the impression that whatever corporate agency or you know CIA or whatever that she works for mm. got rid of him because she's pretty confident he's not going to show up. Yeah, she's cool about it. He's a little worried. He's a little worried, but he's also more dumb than anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's like he, he's he's a dumb kid. I think that's yeah. the, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's playing true to type. Uh, and he looks around and he's like, "Well, this guy's not here." Well, I guess you could come in. Oh, well, I guess. And then he points out, you know, well, what happens when you leave and the guard sees you leave? And mm-hmm. she's like, don't worry about it. And he's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so they go upstairs. They come up. Uh, they have their coffee. She seems very interested in the box. Doesn't really ask too many questions. Well, you know, she's taking her time. I guess. Uh, they sit there. She gets, gets a lot. The box. She gets a lot out of them. He says, uh, you know, the, the last guy who worked here, he saw something. That's true. That's true. She does get that. Well, he kind of, she didn't have to pry that much. Oh, <laughs> he just yeah. kind of gave it up. <laughs> oh, man. She kisses him. Mm-hmm. And then she, he says, do you want to make out a little? To which she replies with her body, no. I came up for coffee in your weird box room <laughs> and takes off all her clothes and starts having sex with him. Mm-hmm. At which point the box gets very dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see this shadowy figure, which was very interestingly done. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's humanoid, but it, it's not. I don't know for sure that it's a human. And I will say the uh, it's very quiet. But you see the humanoid figure, um, and then the figure bangs against the glass, and I, I jumped. <laughs> I was startled by that. Yeah, it was yeah. very, it was very good. It was very well done. Yeah, um, yeah. and then the figure bursts through the glass, mm-hmm. comes up and uh-huh. and, it, and it cuts up the the man and the woman. Presumably they die, although that's not clear. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. They look like they die by a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts, and that's the end we see of the black box or the glass box for now. And then uh, we get to we finally get back. To, we get to evil Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, evil coop. I, they have uh, evil coop. Yeah, they have. Um, they have uh, the scene where he's driving through the woods. Oh God! And, How great was that? Uh, the driving was pretty cool. The music. You know what it felt like to me. Um, the music felt like because the the music was fine, but there were really weird heavy drums. Yeah, yeah, and it sounded like you know when you have those keyboards, those like MIDI keyboards, mm-hmm, and yeah. you can play, you can play like a hundred different instruments on the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the instruments is like drum kit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. And you know, if you're playing like middle C on a on the piano setting, and then you play middle C on like the string setting, it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. But when you play drum kit, middle C is the snare. And then like D is the bass. And there's no yeah, way to know that. And as a kid, you're like, I want to make music. And you just press random keys. That's what it sounded like to me. You're not a fan of that song? I am not a fan of that song. Oh, I love that song. You know, it, you know, it's, it's funny. Just, it's errant drumming. No, no, no. That's that's good. That's good stuff. No, it's not. Oh, I loved it. No, honestly, that's like the kind of thing I like listen to <laughs> driving around in my car. Uh, <laughs> when my wife isn't with willing. me because she hates it. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's that's, that's my the kind thing, of music yeah. you play before you go to a cabin and 
do whatever happens next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beat up a guy outside. No, uh, yeah. you, again, you didn't notice the credits. I believe Lynch wrote that song. Oh, did he? I think so. Yeah, he wrote most well, of the music. I noticed. By right, you mean pressed key, pressed buttons on a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a keyboard. Yeah. That's good stuff. I, are you no. are you watching the show with headphones on? I'm watching it with speakers. Oh no 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 no! You, you gotta be you gotta be fully immersed. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to unless you know, unless this podcast gets sponsored by by Beats by Trey. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Unless I have to, unless I get aid product placement to be like, yeah, the drums really came through on my Beats by Dre headphones. <laughs> they really, you know, make, you know, if you're going to watch a dystopian horror show, you should really use these headphones. Man, they were so good. Uh, okay. So, um, Bizarro Kyle McLaughlin. Who is Bob. Yes. I understood that. Yeah. Uh, they even say it later, which was very uncharacteristically clear. I know they really, um, they really set, they kind of set you up to think this this season's going to make sense. Yeah, is you're that going to be? Case? You're going to no, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was going to say that later. It really yeah. felt like, yeah, like you said, like a long pilot episode. And I was yeah. like, okay, I know what I know what's probably going to happen. Yeah. I look forward to the journey, yeah. but I think I know the destination. And now I'm realizing, as I say that out loud. That can't be the case. No. Yeah, I, I think people people were upset. I think people were upset uh, <laughs> at the end. If people uh, who so. started seeing this not to record an insane podcast were upset, I can't even imagine how angry I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, Dark McLaughlin, mm-hmm. Dark Coop, mm-hmm. uh, is walking in. And uh, this guy comes out. Pretty funny scene. This guy comes out with a shotgun. Is like, who are you? And and I have to ask, does he have demon powers or is he just really strong and well coordinated? That's a good question. I think uh, maybe both. I don't know. Because I mean, he's sort did, of, did Leland did Leland Palmer have extraordinary uh, abilities? Not that I saw in. Uh, well, let me think. In Firewalk, well, he, 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 he beats up Jock pretty well, right? Yeah, Pete beats up that guy. But it was just like a punch, and it seemed kind of lame. Maybe that's just because the actor. I think Kyle McLaughlin stage combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Kyle McLaughlin. I think is. I think Bob, now that he's inhabiting Cooper, has some you know additional abilities himself because you know you know Kyle McLaughlin, FBI hero, no slouch. Is he an so, FBI hero? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's only got all, all I've seen is that he's got two unsolved murders. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is our man. This is okay. This is yeah, yeah. from what he's, I've seen. He's always an up and comer. No, 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 no. no. He's, he's an up and comer. He's, 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 you know, he's our man in Seattle. Okay. He's our man in Seattle. Oh, That's yeah. troubling. <laughs> yeah. But he, so he, he easily handles the, the, the perp out front of the, the shack, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he smokes him and then goes inside Sits down and has a pretty non-consequential scene where he's talking to an old man, and uh, Dark Coop picks up his his entourage, which is uh, a man and a woman. Uh, the names are are Daria and uh, Ray. Is it Ray? Ray? That's right. Is it Daria? I thought it was Daria. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Daria. Okay. I, I don't like I don't like this Ray though. Right? Something about his cheekbones. Very aggressive. He is, he is man. He has. Uh, the cheekbones of uh, I don't even know what the right metaphor is yeah. uh, of an of an Easter Island statue. <laughs> he is uh, he is chiseled yeah. only in his face. <laughs> yeah, it's really Daria also very interesting looking. Uh, yeah. She's got a very she's got an interesting face as well. Does she? I, I don't know. She seems like like someone you could see on the street. <laughs> Ray, Ray, you see on this. I mean, I, God bless the guy. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. But if I see him on the street, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna run. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, now, if it's a Starbucks, you know, and he's working on his script, I might be like, okay, this makes sense. But if we're walking down the street, uh, you're not even gonna pass him on the street. No, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back. Okay. He's going to shank me with that cheekbone. <laughs> what if you're walking down the street and he says, hey, sir, do you have a moment to talk about climate change? What do you do then? <laughs> uh, look down on my feet and walk 
quickly away. <laughs> all right, all right. Good to know. Uh, yeah, so so he picks them up, he assembles his crew, and then uh, they head out. They're off, yeah. Oh, I should say also that while he's talking, to, while, while Dark Coop uh, mm-hmm. is talking to the old man sipping something, mm-hmm. the shotgun guy comes back. And oh, this yeah. is what I, why I really thought he had demon powers, because he just like, because Coop like backhands him. And just lays him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he kind of like just slaps him, and there's a weird like mini jump cut that I thought was I thought maybe it could have just been like sloppy action editing, but I also thought maybe it was just to show that he was like supernatural really fast. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think he he hits the shotgun. The shotgun swings the shotgun and hits, hits him in the, the head. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, cool move. Cool move. Yeah. Hey, well, you, you know, know what? That's the academy. This is this is. <laughs> That's another Teen Choice Award. His coolest, uh, coolest action move. Oh man! Uh, I, I uh, regular Coop, mm. emotionless in the Bizarro world. Oh yeah, is very boring. Dark mm. Coop is the fucking coolest guy in the world. Oh, you think so? Interesting. Oh yeah, he does not give a shit about anyone. He's. He, you're right. I agree. He's definitely a badass, but yeah. he's definitely. The most evil person alive. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, but he, but you know what? He looks good doing it. So, yeah. Uh, let me play this clip. Let's this hear. is um, they're in the diner, and uh, and uh, Dark Coop is talking to Ray about uh, they're 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 working on this job, um, and they don't really. It's not really clear what it is, mm-hmm. but Dark Coop wants some information that Ray's mm-hmm. going to provide him, mm-hmm. and uh, and Ray's you know for for. For a guy that's dealing with a demon who is who is the embodiment of evil, he's yeah. pretty shitty about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you out. Don't worry, man. I'll, I'll take my sweet time doing it. And Dark Hoop is having just fucking none of it. Yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, let me play this. He's like, you know, my eye, eyes are black. <laughs> that's right. He does have these amazing black shark eyes that were great. Uh, here, let me let me play this. This is this is this is uh, Ray. Uh, suggested that he'll take his time with the information and Dark Hoop's response. Hopefully get the information you need. Want, not need. (laughs) I don't need anything, right? If there's one thing you should know about me, Ray... It's that I don't need anything. I want. And I want that information. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, the start <laughs> of that kind of sounds like a conversation I've had with my kids. Like, <laughs> do you want this or do you need it? <laughs> I, I know you really, really want the candy bar. Do you need the candy bar? Can you go to the bathroom? Or may you go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are important life life lessons that that's uh, true. Evil Coop is imparting uh, on the the young criminal yeah. comers. So I think that oh man, I watched that and I was like, yeah, fuck you, Ray. Don't fuck with yeah. Coop. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's a badass. All right, uh, you know I'm on board. Uh, team Team Bob. <laughs> team, you, you, team Bob. You brought, you brought me around. Team Evil. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Uh, I uh, I also this reminds me of a point that I that I thought of earlier. Um. And I, and I, you know, God help me, I don't want to watch Firewalk with me again. But, um, but I want to. I'm curious now what your thoughts on this are. Mm-hmm. I've talked a lot about how David Lynch's writing is bad, but yeah, the dialogue, um, yeah, bad dialogue. Um, I liked this dialogue, um, but I've noticed that characters go out of their way to use each other's names in scenes where it doesn't make yeah. any sense. I mean, in this scene, okay, he's saying Ray to be menacing, and I get that. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of putting Ray in his place by using his name. Sure. But there's that scene with Tracy that we talked about uh, where she's bringing him the coffee, and uh, the guy, the the watch glass box watcher guy, mm-hmm. the bro, mm-hmm. uses her name like three or four times in that conversation. <laughs> there's like the, hey, Tracy, which is normal. Yeah. And then... She's like, here's your coffee. And she's and he's like, oh, thank you, Tracy. Yeah, he does do that. Would you like one of them, Tracy? I don't think you should come in, Tracy. I don't think that would be allowed. Very strange. 
Well, maybe, maybe they all read that Carnegie book about, right? How, how do you, how do you win friends and influence people? Aren't you like supposed to say like someone's name, like five think, times in three minutes? You think the guy whose full-time job it is, is to stare at a glass box Read oh, Carnegie's think, Carnegie's How to Win Friends think, Influence People. I, I think Lynch has internalized it, and he's he's, <laughs> he's it's like he's transferring it to his characters. No, I don't know that is that is a weird that is a weird uh, that is a weird thing. Yeah, uh, I kind of like it though because it it helps the audience. I mean, God knows we need the help. <laughs> that's that's true. We do. I'll take every every bit of help I can get. Every uh, who who is this again? Tracy. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, what's yeah. her name again? Tracy. Yeah, okay. Tracy. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I remember the name. He just kept saying saying Tracy. <laughs> okay, so I think we can talk about. There's also there's also the the police investigation part, which has this very silly small town feel to it, mm. where you know that this neighbor comes home and she, uh, she calls the police. It's a little it's a little fun scene. The detectives or the the police officers yeah. they show up. Uh, she's confused. Uh, she leads them on kind of a wild goose chase to get the keys to the apartment. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, uh, this, she, the guy says, super around. No, the super's out of town. Uh, but he left the keys with his brother. Oh, where's his brother? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but you know who would know is the maintenance worker. Okay, well, can we talk to the maintenance worker? The maintenance worker, uh, well, he's around. He may not have the keys, but he's friends with he's friends with Chip. Okay, who's Chip? Uh, Chip is the brother. Okay, all right. So they understand. They go, and then I have to, I have, to, I have another clip. <laughs> it's a conversation with Chip, which is pretty pretty good. Yeah, this is good. This uh, guy's good. I like this guy. Let me uh, let me pull it up here. Harvey, uh, Harvey, you son of a bitch! <laughs> That's how he starts the conversation. Are you Hank? <laughs> What the hell? Police, Mr. Fillmore. We need your help. Did Harvey send you? <laughs> Fillmore, we need a key for Ruth Davenport's apartment. We're trying to find Barney's brother. Well, who told you I was going to see Chip? <laughs> Who's Chip? <laughs> That's Barney's brother. We need a key from Chip. I was just on my way, but how, how did you know? Do you have a phone number for Chip? Oh, no, 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 no. Chip? Chip ain't got no phone. <laughs> I'll wait for the locksmith. <laughs> Chip ain't got no phone. <laughs> I'll tell you, after that scene, all I know is that Chip doesn't have a phone. They get in, they investigate, they see that she's dead. Uh-oh. The detective, yeah, has a really funny, uh-oh. <laughs> and she, I guess her, her, it looks like her, like she's been shot in the, uh, through the eye. I through guess. the eye. Yeah. And then the detective, the homicide detectives come. Mm-hmm. They unveil that the body is somebody a, else. Somebody else. And that the head is severed off and is somebody else's head. The very normal detectives are working on it. They discover that the prince belonged to Matthew Willard. They go and arrest yep. Matthew Willard, um, who is the principal of the high school, I think. Yep, that's right. Um, I mean th- that whole aspect of the mo- of the of the uh, episode. Yeah, I I don't think it'll surprise you. I loved it. It yeah, was it was so good. good. It had it had like weird like kind of like laugh lines and and weird characters and but yeah. So Matthew Willard I think does an amazing job. And you know who the detective yeah, yeah, is? I can see. No. Uh, do you ever watch Parks and Recreation? Yeah, yeah, of course. He's JJ from JJ's Diner. Oh, I don't remember that character. Oh, okay, but. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to Google it. He's a very I mean it's the same sort of character. He's a very genteel That's where friendly uh, recurring town townsfolk person. Yeah, that's where Leslie always eats her waffles. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. Uh and I was like I know this guy. Well, he's a friendly genteel town person Yeah. Twin uh, Peaks, so. I loved um the way that Matthew Willard acted in the interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. When he, you know, goes from like just being frustrated to like really in trouble, mm-hmm. that that devolution for him was so good. Yeah, and he uh, knows he he kind of knows what's up, right? Yeah, yeah, he knows, and you and it was so good because he, you you know, pretty quickly in the interrogation scene that he is 
he's maybe he didn't commit the murder, but he's not innocent. Right. And he, the, he's definitely, yeah, yeah. He, he knows more than he's letting on, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, and, he, and you can see that he feels guilty about something. Then they, uh, they, they, you know, they get a warrant, they look through his house. Uh, and so, so explain to me, um, mm-hmm. he's in jail and I forget it's yeah. before or after he, he talks to his wife. It's after. Okay. Well, let's do the wife then. The wife comes and. It's funny. I, I know exactly what you're referencing, and yeah. you haven't even we haven't yeah, got yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, he uh, his uh, his wife comes, and mm-hmm. Matthew Willard has like a breakdown. Yeah. He basically, you know, what I what I kind of suspected, he couldn't account for his whereabouts because he had this lame excuse where he's like, "I was dropping off my assistant," and JJ, small town detective JJ, who's you know straight shooter, no nonsense, is like. <laughs> You were dropping off your assistant for for an hour at night, mm. um, and uh, so at a minimum they're having an affair. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's going to confess that, but then he confesses something much darker mm. that he had a nightmare that he killed her, but he swear to God it wasn't her. And I'm watching this. I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, he's like, I can't. You have to believe me. Like, I was having an affair, mm. and I had a dream that I killed her, but I didn't. I didn't kill her. Mm. And you look at her, and she's like. I know you were having an affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about all of them. Yeah, it gets a little it gets a little ridiculous with the screaming match. Yeah, yeah. And then uh and then she says like enjoy rotting in hell. And she's having sex with the guy he's paying, you know, 300 uh, 300 an hour. That's the best part. Yeah. And she's like by the way, I'm fucking George. <laughs> And George comes in. George shows, which is kind of funny. And George is like, "What's going on?" And she's like, don't worry. He thinks he did it or something. That's that's not good for my client. That's not, how do I how do I defend my client when I'm sleeping with my wife who not only implicates him but seems to have made him commit the murder? I'm gonna get disbarred for sure. <laughs> He's in trouble. For yeah. sure. Oh man. <laughs> how am I gonna explain this one to the ABA? <laughs> I'll never make judge now. Yeah. Oh man. Uh um so yeah, so uh, so yeah, and then there's uh, you know I think you know what my complaint will be, huh? Very interesting legal case, murder, demonic possession. I'm all on board for that. Uh-huh. And then you have him in his cell. Yeah, two cells over. Yeah, oh, is yeah. some sort of demon. I, yeah, a ghost with like somebody with like charcoal all over him, right? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I can't really remember. I yeah, I I think um yeah, I think that person is like it was definitely an older person. Yeah, an older man that was blackened. Yes. Uh, and definitely very, very creepily. Yeah, and disappears. Yeah. Which might have had more of an effect on me if someone had tried to talk to him before or uh, if I had any grounding in who this guy was. The fact that he's disappearing means what? That he's physically disappeared or they're playing a trick on the audience or he symbolizes something? I'm not sure. This will continue to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So then, okay. So then the woman goes home. She tells, that's right. She also, she's leaving the lawyer. She's like, yeah, he's going to jail forever. I made him, you know, she implies that she made him kill people. I don't know. She's like, don't want to know anything about us. Let's meet at my place. And then the lawyer is like, I'm already in enough shit. I'm not going to go home and have sex with you now. <laughs> that would look so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she goes home and she thinks that, I, I can't tell if she thinks that it's the lawyer or she recognizes Dark Coop. No, I think she recognizes Coop, right? Uh, it's hard to tell because he's in shadow. Yeah, that's true. But okay. she says like, there you are, or some sort of recognition. And he says something like, to the effect of... Uh, you behave good, so human or something? Good job. You behave so human. Yeah, you, you really behave human. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if that's... As he says, you did, you did a good job being human. He pulls out his yeah. gun. She obviously turns away in fear. And then mm. he shoots her, and then, uh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> so uh, that kind of wraps up that story. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to come back to it. 
I hope we do because I like Matthew Willard's portrayal, and I like. They had this weird thing about how the um, the state trooper shows up, and he's kind of taking the investigation, but he's kind of not, and he's playing yeah, a yeah. role. That seemed kind of interesting to me. Oh, that was ridiculous. That's supposed to be, that's like a trope. Yeah, That's that's like melodrama. He's like, hey, get at it, you know. (laughs) Stady's here, you know. Um, But yeah, but the state of that, I mean, I guess guess if you're a pedestrian like I am, you think that's interesting. Um, (laughs) David Lynch is like, yeah, a little little red meat for the... the, (laughs) That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild animals that are trying to consume my refined content. That's so that's so funny you're into it because I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I need me some red curtains now. (laughs) What's the countdown timer on uh I need Uh, need to get back in that black lodge? Oh man, you know, we see a a sheriff (laughs) and uh he's uh Native American. Oh yeah, yeah, Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a he's he's a big character. Yeah, yeah. Deputy Sheriff Hawk, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the log lady calls him, and I assume they have a prior relationship. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, everyone loves, everyone knows the log lady. Explain this. Though. Okay, <laughs> even Deputy Sheriff Hawk. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Very okay. close. Because because she says really crazy shit, and he's like, "Yeah, go on, go on." Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the like, "The log tells me that uh, I have it written down here. Something is missing, mm-hmm. and you have to find it. Yeah. It has to do with Cooper." Mm-hmm. And, he's been gone for 25 years. So and like, he's thinking to himself, hmm, okay, okay. Of all the characters, so most of the characters in the show were pretty okay with the supernatural stuff. Like they were like, yeah, okay. Not yeah, surprising. They, we live with the log lady, right? Yeah. Um, Hawk <laughs> also was just like, it was like a part of it, you know? It was just like, yeah, you know, my people are, you know, from this land. You know? <laughs> Makes uh, sense to me. Okay. So then, uh, Makes sense to me. he's a, he's a pretty he seems like one of the more rational characters. Oh, and just is. to hear him be like, "Look, Log Lady gave me a lead." <laughs> to hear someone, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like fine that we we you and I refer to her as the Log Lady, yeah. but the fact that other people in the town call her the Log Lady, I don't think they do. They call her, you know, he refers to her as Margaret. No, he said the Log Lady. Does he? Does he say the Log yeah. Lady? Right, yeah, well, he says go. maybe he says Margaret at one point. <laughs> But, it, but he, does, he definitely says Margaret. He definitely says Margaret. He, he's like, he's like, log lady gave me a lead. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, my God, you must be hard up for information. <laughs> get, to get a lead from the log lady and then just run with it. I mean, if if it works, it works. So uh, let's, let's, let's wrap up uh, Dark McLaughlin, I think. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I forgot the most important scene. Hmm. Dark Coop goes to the lock and gets a car. Oh, yeah. From the old guy in his entourage. He oh. gets the car for Coop. Yeah. Coop's like, yeah, pretty sweet ride. Uh, asks for the keys. And he says, hey, come here. And then he <laughs> puts his hands on his, uh, his cheeks, yeah. his mouth, and kind of simulates chewing for him uh, yeah maybe that's a good way like he moves his his cheeks around mm-hmm. to make him get like to relax them and then make make like a fish face yeah, you know it's, it's kind of like if uh he's like massaging his jaw yeah yeah with one hand mm-hmm. maybe the kind of thing you would do endearingly to a child just for a second <laughs> he does it to this uh, man okay. yeah. or ooh, i wish i had clocked it about a minute, probably. The guy's into it. He no, he does not react at all. Uh, I think he's into it. No, no, no. He's just looking at him. They're both <laughs> not reacting to what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't get they're an both, answer for that one. They're both perfectly okay with it. <laughs> uh, at some point later, yeah. Between then and the next thing that he does, which is show up at the hotel. Uh huh. He's killed him. It's like the kiss of death, you know? It's like, uh, it's the it's the jaw massage of death. So he kills him. He goes back to uh, the hotel, a very, uh, a very uh, skimpily clad Daria is waiting for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, the first of, of two women that 
Dark McLaughlin. Another reason he's a badass. He can get it, you know. He's got chicks yeah. lining up to hook up with him. Yeah, this is this is why this is why everyone says Lynch is a misogynist. Is uh, this is always the case? All these women are just like throwing themselves at these horrible people. So I assume regular McLaughlin does not get it. Uh, correct. And women are throwing themselves at him, and he's like, "Ladies, the bureau has a code." You know, it's like a lot of that stuff. You know. Well, and then uh, Coop comes in, starts walking around, you know, talking about his day or whatever. Asks where the gun is. She's like, "Oh, it's over here." He picks it up. Yeah, I mean, she should have known, right? I mean, come on. The guy again. It's not clear if they know that he's a demon, <laughs> pure evil, but he. He gave that 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 thing about how he doesn't need; he only wants. <laughs> I like how no one's like, uh, "Where are your irises?" <laughs> By the way, you have no pupils. Yeah, you. I mean, how dilated are your eyes? My God! Uh, yeah. If you're plotting to kill, uh, at the very least, a very evil man. And at the most, a demon that personifies evil itself. Mm-hmm. You don't leave your gun out. And then offer it to him and when then he tell asks. him where it is when you've moved it. <laughs> yeah, bad um, So uh, he takes the gun. Basically, he confronts her. Eh, I mean, we don't have to get into it. He, he confronts her. She admits that she tried to kill him. He tries to get mm-hmm. information out of her. She tries to get away. She tries to get away a couple times. It's he pretty ex- dark. Yeah. He punches her in the nose. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty. Twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was and pretty. Just, it was pretty visceral. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, so so he tries to ask about coordinates, mm. and she says coordinates, and he says, you know, numbers and letters, and she's like, what? So he gets nowhere with that. Uh, he does kill her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then he goes across the across the. Uh, he goes back. He goes to the room next door, and uh, we understand why the screaming didn't attract any attention because that's his his cohort, his compatriot, number one squeeze, yeah, his main squeeze, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee. That's right, Jennifer Jason Lee is. I mean, all, two. <laughs> yeah, all these uh, huge actors. Oh yeah, I mean, who who wouldn't? I mean, it's like what? Do you want to be in the Fast and the Furious franchise, or do you want to be in? Showtime's revival of Twin Peaks. What's a better career move? I don't know. This is art. This is and art. frankly, I can't believe Jason Statham didn't attach himself to, to think. I think what a star he would be if he had attached himself to this. Yeah, uh, the voice of the doppelganger tree could have been Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> then what a star he would have been. Oh yeah, they knew that this is going to be the future of television. This is it. They wanted to be in it. Prestige TV. And then Jennifer Jason Lee got the script. <laughs> oh God! I saw that she would be told to clean up a murderer before that would have to open her robe in front of Kyle McLaughlin while he simulates, I hope, simulates fingering her <laughs> and says, uh, kind of the line of the episode. Yeah. Something like, it's so wet. Yeah. That the WAP. That's time. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap up uh, the Black Lodge. Okay, okay. He goes to the Black Lodge, and mm-hmm. he's still confused. Has no idea what to do, despite mm-hmm. being led into different rooms that all seem the same. It's like I, I it's like a, mm. it's like a Scooby Doo episode. He's like going through different doors, and <laughs> sometimes he himself is following himself, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Hijinks. Out of different curtains, and yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. curtains open, and they don't they don't open doors and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Finally, goes to our good friend, the Lightning Tree. Really lays out his mission. Yeah, but, he does. Yeah, yeah. He really. It's it's it's. Look, as conversations go with electricity trees, uh, it was pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really. <laughs> it was good management. He laid yeah. out his expectation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it. One armed man is saying, "Check the past. Check the future." Laura Palmer is saying, "I'm kind of Laura Palmer. I am Laura Palmer." The FBI could really take a page out of the the tree thing. <laughs> Yeah, and then the tree, you know? the electricity tree. And what our man is like, okay, you're not getting it. Let's go talk to electricity tree. They go to the electricity tree, and the electricity is like, okay, let me explain to you where you are, who I am, and what you need to do. And what your mission is. And, and yeah. what your mission is. And he says, okay, do you get it? He's like, well, I can really use a woman in an airplane hanger. 
Uh, yeah, he's used to getting his briefings via Dancing Woman yeah. or Dream. Um, <laughs> or Dream, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Premonition. Uh, but no, this mm-hmm. it's... I think I think the electric tree. I think they're explaining it to him, and he's like, you know, McLaughlin is like, is like the unpaid intern, where you're like, here's what I want you to do, and you're like, yep, got it. Okay. And he looks at you blankly, and then he says, I understand. <laughs> and you think to yourself, this guy, Does this guy doesn't get it. Yeah, come on, buddy. Hasn't no one's told you how to back brief somebody? <laughs> I understand. Dot I understand. dot dot. Lightning Tree gives him surprisingly straightforward information. Yep. Says that he is uh, the arm. Mm-hmm. Explains that he is a that he has a doppelganger. Uh, then the tree says, "Here's your job. You have to go and just lays it out for him." There you go. You have to go and uh, and uh, and find uh, your doppelganger. You can't leave until. Uh, Bob comes back. Bob is in your doppelganger. Uh, once Bob comes back, then you can leave. Mm-hmm. We got Pretty a straightforward mission statement. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure Kyle McLaughlin is like, fucking one-armed man could have told me this two hours ago or 25 years 20 ago. 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. I've been just staring at random images appearing and disappearing. Finally, I meet, I beat them. He says, the equivalent of like, can I talk to the manager? Some sort of like eight foot tall neuron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there, someone, is there someone more human than I can talk to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so at one point he leaves mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's running around. He's doing the Scooby-Doo bullshit where he's like just... Yeah. Go through different curtains, mm-hmm. um, and then he sees the statue. Yeah. I saw that statue out of place, and I was like, "That's going to turn into something." Watch out! And uh, it turns out to be the evil tree. Mm-hmm. Evil tree casts him into darkness. Not, not non-existence, I believe. He goes into non-existence. He's falling. Guess who makes an appearance in non-existence? Oh, I know. That was the best part of the whole show. The White Horse. The White Horse. The I White Horse. It. I loved it. That shows up in Firewalk with me. That is unexplained. Yep. Shows up. Is just hanging out again. again. Unexplained. So, I mean, that definitely means something. I kind of like it. The I like how it looks. Uh, I'm against it. <laughs> no, I'm a fan. They show the horse, uh, and then he's falling. And then, interestingly, I thought this was pretty cool. They show him. Uh, falling into a sort of floating kind of weirdly mm-hmm. floats through the little porthole uh, that the glass boxes in New York city is, is in mm-hmm. front of yeah. and he comes into, he comes into the glass box during the brief period when that bro is out talking to yep. Tracy. Yep. Which is interesting. The one moment, right? Yeah. You leave your job to get coffee and uh, well, that's why it's being shows up. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, weirdly it, there's like all these weird, like beats and then the box gets smaller and smaller and then disappears. Uh, and then we cut to, uh, it was, it was really funny. It was, it was very, uh, and I assume this is sort of like a David Lynch, like having fun with the genre kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They go to, uh, everyone's favorite Canadian sex club. Yep. The uh, what was it? The Bang Bang Lounge. Yep, yep, yep. Which uh, has now become, I wrote down that it's become it's become a, a corporate sellout. It's now like a TGR Fridays. It's like a well, but it's like it's got like a hipster vibe. I mean, you get the Chromatics playing, man. This is like awesome. Yeah, the Chromatics are playing. There's a bunch of like thirty and twenty somethings like having drinks, catching <laughs> up, and then I didn't recognize him. James comes in. Oh yeah, James. Uh, so motorcycle cool. uh, heartthrob James comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the women notice him. Oh yeah, and they're like, "That James guy, <laughs> he's kind of weird." And they're like, "No, he's just quiet. It's his motorcycle accident." Yeah, kind of he's had traumatic brain injury that's affected his like his like communication ability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Though he seems perfectly lucid in the when, when he's talking to his little buddy there, right? Yeah, he's well. He's I mean, he's lucid, but he's like he's not saying anything profound. He's like, yeah, I like this place. <laughs> well, he's like kind of an idiot. That's kind of his whole thing, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm surprised that the first thing they say is not like, oh, that's James. 
Pussy poor. again. He's the one that Laura Palmer was dating when she was brutally murdered. Yeah. Because yeah, that's no. got to be the most important thing that's happened in that town. For sure. And well, not to mention the... The log lady. Two, the, <laughs> the log lady. Or the two seasons that you have, you know nothing about. All the hijinks he's involved there. I guess so. I guess Talking so. evil owls and... <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Maybe I so should watch it. We're blowing right past. This is, this talking is the, evil owls. Yeah, the owls. You gotta watch out for the owls. How, how, I mean, look, maybe if you're exposed to that much weirdness, like you can just kind of live with it. Mm-hmm. But how is like everyone in Twin Peaks' like whole life, like like every every conversation is just like, what is our life? <laughs> no, that's the thing. They're all complicit. That's, yeah. Lynch's, that's Lynch's thing. They're all like a part of them. There's like a few, there's a few outside of it, but they're all like complicit in like this demon world that kills innocent people like Laura Palmer. That's the thing. Huh. Yeah. We're all complicit. Yeah. Yeah. Even the viewer, right? We're the guy sitting there watching the, the empty box. Oh, well that, uh, that wraps up the episode. Yeah. So what do you think? It's a two parter. Yeah, I know what I think. I'll tell you, man, I think, as I watch more David Lynch, I think he is good at building tension. Mm-hmm. I I really I really loved the Matthew Willard <laughs> crime aspect. I thought it was so good. Yeah, that that interrogation scene was like probably I would rate that as like one of the best scenes of television I've seen in a very very long time. Oh wow! I was really into it, and I was like so intrigued by every detail. So. I would say the same thing about the the glass case thing. Oh, I could give a shit about the glass That's case. So funny. That I mean that I had the exact feeling about that. I think I was I was intrigued, but I was mostly bored. <laughs> and I knew deep down that whatever happened, it would not be worth having sat through it. Uh, by the way, this this had this received this was shown part one and two. Yeah, uh, at, at can. Standing up. Well, of course. That's a self-selecting crowd. <laughs> I was going to go to Cannes, first of all. And then they still have an option of being like, oh, I'm going to go to the David Lynch thing. I don't know. Like, yeah, what's the counter programming for Twin Peaks at, at Cannes? At Cannes? Oh, probably like, <laughs> you know what it's going to be? It's like a Michael Moore documentary. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely a doc. I think it's I think it's a Michael Moore documentary. So it's a documentary that's designed to like uh, take the, take the average person and make them realize something is dark about the world. <laughs> Whereas this David Lynch fans are like are like, yeah, yeah, the world is shitty, and there's there's evil everywhere. I know that. What else do you have for me? <laughs> want to revel in it for uh, two hours. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh man. Sure it can feel sometimes Like the distance isn't so great That we can just go online To click on each other's face